Welcome to Productive Flow, where we answer the eternal question, why can't I get myself to do the things I know I should be doing? If you want natural productive flow and higher levels of success without all that struggle and self-judgment, this podcast is for you. Now, let's jump in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Productive Flow. I have Pamela Barty here with us today. She is absolutely amazing. I'm so excited to have her on the show. Um, we have been talking and chatting and just all kinds of excitement going on with the energy between us. It's awesome. And uh, so Pamela, thank you so much for being here on Productive Flow. Oh my goodness. Angela, thank you so much for having me. I absolutely adore your energy and I'm so honored to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Likewise. All right. So Pamela, why don't you start by just telling us what you do because it's pretty awesome. So why don't you talk about that a little bit first and then we'll kind of go into to more of like how you got there. For sure. So I'll give like a little overview because the context is really interesting on how I got here. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, I started in small business when I was about 10 years old, came to the US when I was five, started in small business at my family's restaurant when I was 10. By the time I was 18 years old, I was running the show at my parents' restaurant. Then I opened two restaurants of my own when I was about 21. Shortly thereafter, I wanted to diversify revenue streams because I heard that millionaires have different seven different streams of income. And Got into real estate development, started flipping houses, and literally by the time I was 27, you know, scaled that business, got into, had my construction license, I got my broker's license, all kinds of real estate stuff, and made it to Forbes and Time Magazine by the time I was 27. And then, you know, after that, my whole life shifted because I was like, you know, I thought I was going to be happy, right? You're chasing something for so long. And, you know, you get that little God tap that was like, hey, yeah. you're doing great, great things for yourself. What are you doing for the world? Right. Mm-hmm. And from that point on, you know, started my podcast and literally was on this journey of like, well, what is my purpose then? You know, what am I, mm-hmm. why was I designed to do all this and then get here at this point? And it's been, it was a few years of soul searching and then I finally found coaching. And so now I'm a real estate and performance coach. So basically mm-hmm. I have to help you get super duper clear on what it is that you want. We create the strategy to get there and we just feast it. And I also teach you how to leverage the ish out of real estate and all of that world. So it's it's a lot of fun. So that's where I'm at now and honored to be here. Ah, that's awesome. I love it. Leverage the ish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. Well, it's crazy because I look like I have points where like, damn, you know, I want to do this, this, and this. And I'm like, all right, so let me see like what what have you got? Right. And then it's like, well, you could do this, 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 this. And they're like, oh, I didn't even know I could do that. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I think a lot of people don't realize what they can do because they're so focused on what they should do, right? And and they they think they've got to follow like this tried and true path. And so they're on the path and they're like they're not they're not even thinking that they can forge their own somewhere along that line, you know? And I love that this is what you've done. You've forged your own path. And you created your own empire. And like, we're going to call it, it, it is an empire. You have created an empire. <laughs> and you did it in your 20s. <laughs> and you did it in your 20s. And that's just super exciting. So um, why don't you tell us um, a little bit of some of that context? Like, where did you, you know, what were some of the things that, that came up for you along the way? Because I know like a lot of times, 
so many of the entrepreneurs that I work with, they get stuck periodically in this, that kind of that fear of, okay, I'm starting to step outside of the line. And oh my God, that feels scary. Like what, what happens to you in those, in those situations? For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's been a journey, right? Like Mm. one of the hardest things has been, you know, honoring the path and understanding that like there is, you know, it took 20 years for an overnight success. Right. And like the hard part Mm -hmm. is a lot of people just don't think they could ever get out of it. They can't like pull themselves out of context to kind of see. And that's why like when coaches come in and they open their eyes up and they're like, Oh my God, Whoa then it becomes a whole nother thing. So my trajectory has been super interesting in the fact that like, you know, I was almost raised in chaos, right? From day Mm -hmm. one. So when I got into small business at 10 years old, it was a restaurant, Italian restaurant, you know, and then like pizza, right? Mm -hmm. So like there was deliveries, there was customers, there's people ordering pickup orders, people eating in, like there's a lot going on. And I think that when you're exposed to that so young, you are like, you thrive in it. Right. And that was one of my biggest advantages that I like to say that, like, you know, that was what really equipped me for business and to be able to handle anything. Because from such a young age, I was used to multitasking, doing a million things, communication skills with customers, like all of these different things that I didn't. I mean, at the time, I used to get pissed because meanwhile, everyone was at the school dance and, like, you know, I had to work and be there after eight o'clock after I work. Right. But now, as an adult, I look back and I'm like, whoa. Like if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have been equipped to do what I do. Right. So the journey was really interesting. And most people think that I just wanted to be an entrepreneur since like a kid. Right. So 10 years old, I was working for my parents up until I was 18. So once I did that, like even when I went to college, so I went to Stonehill college. And so that's a study that that, that I have today. And (laughs) I went there, my undergrad, I pretty much had a full ride and and I lived on and it was only 35 minutes from Boston Mass. And I would go back and basically help my parents at work. But the idea was I went to college thinking that I was going to get a nine to five when I graduated mm. because my parents said to me, they're like, Kim, we don't want you to work as much as we do and sacrifice so much. We want you to get have security and get a nine to five. So go to college, do that. And then down the line, you can open a business. And that was really my plan. Yeah. It did not work that way. <laughs> It did not. What happened instead was I my freshman year, I go into this applied calculus for business class in which I have always been horrible at math. Like algebra, I, I Me too. I don't <laughs> I don't know what it is. And like I used to have teachers that you're not gonna have a calculator everywhere we go. And I make sure that I show her my iPhone every time this year. But like <laughs> all of these things that like it was just like, you know, so I was struggling. I had like a 30 in the class, like the week before you could finally drop the class. And it was a requirement because I went in for marketing initially. It was a requirement for me to keep my my scholarship. And I remember mm-hmm. saying to the professor, I was like, please, is there anything that I can do? I don't do well with testing. And like, all you're giving is you're blowing through three chapters at once. And then mm-hmm. you're giving an exam and I am so lost. I can't, like, I can't conceptualize it. Like, I have a really hard time. What else can I do? He's like, oh, there's nothing you can do. And I had like a 30 in the class because I don't, and the material you're blowing through it and I'm not understanding it. B, you're, yeah. then, you're then testing me on it, which I get super anxious on tests. Like, it's not good. Like, no. <laughs> So basically, I was like, screw it. I was like, oh my God. And I remember I had to drop that class. And 
I was sitting there like feeling <clears throat> such a failure. I'm like, this is required from a marketing major. How am I going to ever bypass it? It sucks. You know, you get into all this negative energy at that mm-hmm. point, but you know, like 17 in college, you know, you think life is over. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, okay, well, let's just drop in, figure it out. Right. And then, so I spent the rest of this, you know, the spring semester trying to figure out like, could I switch majors in something? Because year one and two is mostly prerequisites anyway, before mm-hmm. you get into like your material. And so I decided, I was like, well, I love people. So let me just check out communications. So I got into that world and I was like, oh my God, I love this. Like persuasion mm-hmm. and like, oh, is that it was just fascinating? I'm like, mm-hmm. human behavior. And I was like, yeah, I love this. And then, you know, sophomore year, I realized I'm like, but I love the business side too. So I actually mm-hmm. became uh, entrepreneurship for the first in Stonehill history to create my own entrepreneurship major fitting. And <laughs> very <laughs> And even still at that point, sophomore mm-hmm. junior year, I was still like, I'm going to work for somebody when I graduate. And mm-hmm. this is it. This is what we're doing. Junior year, spring semester, my goal was to be in marketing and events. So like what I wanted to do was like big sports arenas or big hotels, work on these huge, massive events, put them on and like have fun with that. Right. In college, I was a DJ. So it was very fitting, right? Music, dancing, people, things, right? So like yeah. sports. I got an internship at the place where I literally thought I was going to work when I graduated. Spring semester of junior, I was like, this is a perfect lineup. I'm going to meet everybody. Like, I'm going to have a perfect network in. And when it comes time for me to graduate, I'll have a job here. Amazing. Oh, my God. All the red flags that went off the second that I stepped into the building and actually started becoming an intern because I did it for class credit. Yeah. Oh, my God. I remember like the whole time my body's like, you know, my mind's like, no, you hate this environment. This doesn't work for you. And I just kept shutting out every red flag. It was like, nope, Mm -hmm. nope. Seeing it, your gut is telling you everything. Like, what are you doing? And I still Mm -hmm. was ignore, 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 not listening. Mm -hmm. Come time for the end of the semester where I get my final review from my supervisor. And she's like, you know, you're, I'm expecting an A because obviously I went above and beyond. I was there every single day. I was like on the ball and participated at every mm-hmm. meeting when I was supposed to as an intern. <clears throat> she doesn't like, yeah, um, you know, I'm giving you a B minus. And I'm like, B minus? What? Why? It's like, mm-hmm. I did everything. She's like, well, you're just too ambitious. Wow. Those, those four words changed my life. I was like, like I, I thought like my hearing was off and I was like, yeah. Right. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. What was that? Like, and she was like, well, you know, like you would finish something and then you'd ask me for something else. And you were just like on the thing. And, you know, you would speak at meetings when you weren't supposed to, because you're just an intern and da, 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 da. you know, she's like, you brought up too many things that, you know, upset the supervisor. And I was like, oh, what you mean? The fact that she's talking down to people and yelling at them in front of everybody else, which is yeah. um, humiliating and horrifying. And nobody should ever have to go through that, especially as grown adults. And she was yeah. And I was like, and then the rage came. And I, and I sat there calmly, yeah. right? I'm a Scorpio. This is what we do. We rage. Um, <laughs> I'm, sitting there, I'm sitting there and I'm like, and you know, all of a sudden I feel all the upset and the disappointment, like all in like my heart and I, everything. And I was yeah. like, you know, thank you so much for the opportunity and all this stuff. And I remember like walking out of the office and I was like so down. And then I was like, and then I just, I was walking towards the threshold of the building, walk, about to walk outside. And I remember standing there and, and like, I just, I heard a voice being like, Pam, you're destined for greater things. You're meant to do it. Yeah. Create your own thing. And after that moment, I was like, whoa. And I remember I called my parents and I was yeah. like, mom, dad, just so you guys know, like, I am not 
working for anybody when I graduate. I don't know what I'm going to do, what kind of business I'm going to start, but it's going to be something and I'm going to do it for myself and nobody else. And I'm done. No, no way. And my mom's like freaking out. And my dad's like super calm. And my dad's like super calm. And he like calls me back after because my mom's like flipping out, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. after like half hour when I'm on the drive home, you know, my dad's like, Pam, you know, start your own business. But remember, you have to have a big heart to be an Mm -hmm. entrepreneur. And just remember that. Right, add whatever you go into, and I remember that whole summer I spent trying to figure out what I wanted to start and what I wanted to be, and like what what made sense yeah. with my day and what made sense with my world. And it was like you know I come from Albania, like in Europe, and mm-hmm. you know it's the most coffee shops per capita in all of Europe, right? So mm-hmm. I was like, I want to start a dessert cafe. And like I love desserts, I love Nutella and things and gelato, and then I also love you know coffee. So I culminated the two together. You know, my dad had an opening in his building opening up because the jeweler was unfortunately going through some personal mm-hmm. issues and he had to move out. And so I created a whole business plan and I launched my first my first restaurant there, if you will, and then mm-hmm. got another office partner on one in downtown Boston. And so that's how the journey started. And a lot of yeah. people think like, oh, Pam got into these two restaurants and then she got into this and this. And then what happened after that was I was working 16, 18 hours at my restaurants and I was like, this is not sustainable. I mean, it's okay for somebody who's 21, 22, but like long-term, it just doesn't make sense. And that's when, you yeah. know, that's great developers and that's how I got into the game of real estate and that's how everything shifted. So it's like, it, it's almost like very, there was very specific things that looked like they were the end of the world, but then eventually were meant to be really my first step into something. Yeah. Later. Yeah, I love that. You know, and it's 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 so true because the experiences, just what you were saying happened at the end of the internship, right? That you were basically given a a negative mark, right? A negative mark right. because you were had all the qualifications of being an amazing leader and because you showed up as a leader, but they wanted an intern that they're like, well, you're too much. That's what they said. They said, you're too much. And so right. we're going to, we're going to make that be a problem <laughs> for you, right? You're too much. Right. And what I love about the too much thing, I have a whole conversation around this with my nine-year-old about being a too muchers. That's what we call them, the too muchers. Because <laughs> I'm a too muchers and he's a too muchers and my husband is a too muchers, Right. So we talk about being too muchers and how, um, you know, people like kids and stuff like that will feel like he's like overwhelming for them, you know, because he's a lot. And I'm like, that's okay, man. You're a too mucher. What do too muchers do? Change the world. Like, that's right. That's what we do. We change the world, you know? And so I'm like, the people that can't handle it, it's because they they don't know how to be that way. You're operating at a totally different frequency than they are and they don't get it. And it makes them feel uncomfortable and it stretches them in places that they're like, mm, I don't want to go here. Right. And this is how we show up in the world. And that's why we are, we're willing to not let that stop us. Right. We're willing to say, you said I'm too much and I'm going to agree with you that I'm too much for you and that I'm going to go out and I'm going to take my too muchness with me and I'm going to do great things in the world. 
but I love that. It's so exciting. So congratulations for making that happen because you totally did. (laughs) Thank you. It was crazy. You know, like it was just like, it was like soul crushing in the beginning and like, yeah, and then it was like this, you know, and then it was just like this like awakening that was like so crazy and it happened so and then I just like in perspective, I was like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Like had I just yeah. completely shut down, like what would my life be today? Right? But yeah. life is all about conscious choices and like literally you're defined by those choices. We have free will. So you can choose whether you want your life to go sideways or whatever. One yeah. decision can change everything. Everything. Exactly. And, exactly. And after that is when I learned to start listening, right? Like listening to my intuition and stop mm-hmm. avoiding it, right? So then when like the whole opportunity for real estate came about, I was like, well, yes, let me see how that fits in and kind of go from there. Because I wasn't afraid mm-hmm. to make these decisions because I knew there was a reason I was being pulled in that direction. And I always say to people, I'm like, listen, what's the worst that can happen? You try it and it doesn't work out well, okay? Then you just go back to whatever it is that you're doing and just totally. continue bound to it right like how can you mitigate the risk of trying something new and i say this to like new entrepreneurs all the time i'm like start it on the side first you don't mm-hmm. have to quit your job and go all in just mm-hmm. mitigate your risk if you can the best that you yeah. can and just hey let me start it on the side build some clientele when it starts to really take over your income then you quit your job then you go all in you know what i mean there's ways to do yeah. things without it being as scary if you will, you know, yeah. really like, well, what about this? And what about that? I'm like, well, like that's, that's how I did it. I still kept my restaurants and I just mm-hmm. started flipping. I mean, it took, mm-hmm. you know, cause there's a whole nother industry that I was learning that I had zero experience mm-hmm. in and it was kind of horrifying, but you know, I, I, I hired the right people. Like I hired a coach yeah. who has been there, done that. And I was able to do what I did and then scale it up because I basically, it's almost like you're, you're given an advanced reach when you're connected with a coach right? That like, yes, they've been there, they've yes. done that, know the game. So they'll save you all that time and that headache and those mistakes and they can just propel you forward. And that's really, that's really what was the elevation to the success. And then just everything else has really been like listening to the intuition, listening to the intuition to mm-hmm. get to this point. So it's just so interesting. But I always say, you know, there's, there, there's those marks in your life that really define you. And like, it's, it's so yeah. fascinating. It's so fascinating. Want to learn more about Productive Flow and connect with other business owners and salespeople on the same journey? Then go join our free Facebook group at ProductiveFlowGroup.com. It's free, and you'll also get access to special content and resources. See you inside the group. Yeah, and you know, I love that you say listening to your intuition because that's that's been a huge thing for me. And I noticed that and the more I pay attention to that, and then it's not just pay attention to hear it, it's paying attention to trust it. Because, it, it, and that, that really is the key factor is being able to hear it, say, okay, I trust you. And then allow yourself to move in that direction and not fight it. Because sometimes it's like, you know, your intuition, that voice inside of you is showing up. And it's directing you down a path that you're like, no, 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 I don't want to go there. (laughs) Terrifying. But they take you there and then you're like, oh, this is nice. I didn't know I could do that. This is amazing. 
thank you so much. Right. And then we just like, we get it, but it's, you know, it's kind of like um, a, a kid going to the lake or something for the first time, you know, and they're like, got these ideas of like snake monsters and things in their head, you know, and then you finally get them in there and they're like, oh, this is so good. I love it. <laughs> you know? It's so true. It's so true, Angela. It's like, I, and I can't tell you how many times it's showed up in my life where I was like, I want to go there. This is a little scary. Especially when I made the switch from development into coaching. I was like, no, no, no. I have yeah. mastered my game. I've made seven figures here. Next, mm-hmm. I do not want to. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. I'm comfortable. <laughs> okay. I know my stuff. I can make a lot of money here. I'm secure. Mm-hmm. I'm good. And let me tell you, that was the whole adjustment. And when I had, I was like forced to listen. There was, yeah. So if you don't listen, what starts to happen is you're forced to listen. Oh, to yeah. Everything grow. starts to unravel. <laughs> right? Like, like no, I'm, I'm sure. Has that happened to me? Yeah. Has that happened oh, yeah. to you? Totally. Absolutely. And what they're doing is it's making space in your life for this next thing that's coming in. And you're just fighting it because you don't, you're not ready yet. And you're like, no. But they're like, yes, you're totally ready. This is happening. It's okay. You're just like, okay. <sighs> Like, I got to start all over again. Are you serious? Like, what? And, oh, man, it was a struggle for me. I was like, dang, this doesn't... Like, I mean, it feels right, but I'm terrified, right? Like, at the same yeah. time, I'm like, this is a whole nother arena. And then I get reminded, well, in real estate, you didn't know anything either. And, like, look what happened. Exactly. I'm like, you're right, you're right. But, of course, they're always right. So, who am I, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're just here on the journey walk in the path, right? That That's exactly. it. People get so fascinated when I tell them that I'm like, guys, I, I really like, this was not what I thought it was going to mm-hmm. be, but learning to trust yourself. And I saw this on a billboard the other day and I was mind blown. Mm-hmm. It was Barbara Walters quote, which rest mm-hmm. in peace and beautiful soul. I saw it said, the hardest thing you will ever do in your life is learn to trust yourself. Uh, yeah. And I was like, I remember I went out to dinner. I walked outside, saw that billboard and I was like, isn't that the realest thing I have ever yeah. read? It's yeah. the God honest truth. It's mm-hmm. the God honest truth. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The hard thing. I was like, that is so true. Because how yeah. many of us walk around disconnected, not yeah. listening, not mm-hmm. in the routine, doing all yeah. of the things. Yep. And you know that that whole experience of not listening, being disconnected is being in a space of fear. And when we're stuck in that space of fear and shoulds, that we're living our life of shoulds out of fear of if I don't do this, then bad things will happen. Then we're moving down a path that isn't necessarily true or authentic for who we are as an individual, you know? And it's only when we're willing to move away from that and say, I'm going to go down the path that truly lights me up and it feels right. And I don't know why, but it does. And it's scary and we don't know what's going to happen. So there's like all these questions and a lot of insecurity around it. <laughs> and then when we walk that path, that's when things start to happen. And that's when stuff starts to really come together. And we get to that point where it's like, we feel like there's, and I know you've experienced this too, 
is that you get to this point where you feel like all of a sudden it's like blessings and money and opportunities and everything just raining down on you from everywhere. You know? Yes. It's just raining down on you. (laughs) So true. And you're like, where the hell did this, that's alignment, right? That's total alignment. That is alignment. Yeah, it is. So I want to talk a little bit about your book. You said you have a book out. I do. And that's exciting. I sure do. And it was, you know, and it came about because a lot of people, so I have two books. One of them is Cracking Rich Code, which I co-wrote with with Tony Robbins and Mm -hmm. other authors like Jim Britt and stuff like that. Kevin Mm -hmm. Harrington from Shark Tank. So that was kind of the first one, which kind of shared my story with Mm -hmm. a bunch of other authors. But the one that I actually like wrote by myself with the foolproof flipping formula because people were like, Kim, like how, like, how do you flip houses? Right. It was mm-hmm. like the number one question. That's what I was doing. Right. Like flipping. Yeah. I was like, well, you know, I get asked this so much. I should probably like have it written out. So when people ask me, they can just refer to the book. Right. And, mm-hmm. and this book is not just like how to flip and just like sell a property. It's like, how do you actually like renovate a property, investment property, commercial property, building, anything, mm-hmm. anything real estate related. And either you hold it and refinance it and hold it for a long time as an investment property, mm-hmm. or you can flip it as well. And I mean, it's, it's what changed my life and brought so much abundance into my world. So I wanted to share that with the universe. Mm-hmm. And so I made it into a book. It's called The Foolproof Flipping Formula, which anybody who's listening, if you're listening on here, please send me a DM on LinkedIn, Instagram, all the things and just say, Hey, I heard you on Angela's podcast. Like, can you send me a free book? And I totally will. Um, cause it's on Amazon right now. I love that. Going on that, but like, honestly, just send me a message and I'll send it to you for free. And like, you just never know. There's a lot of nuggets in there. And whether it's, whether you just use it for your own house to make some improvements or whatever, you know, for a resale, or maybe you have a two family or whatever, like take mm-hmm. it and use it to the best of your ability and even if you're an agent or anybody in the real estate game like you can utilize it to help clients as well or really anybody so yeah and i love that because you know like you said it's you know it, we all have heard this that millionaires have an average of seven streams of income right and so a lot of times what i hear from entrepreneurs especially when they're they've hit six figures right but they they haven't gone beyond that is being at the space of saying um, well, I'm doing this thing and I'm trying to scale it or I'm trying to do this or that, but they're focused on one stream of income only one stream. And they haven't figured out how to diversify into other different things that they that they have going on. Right. And it, it can feel, it can feel overwhelming for people to even think about seven streams of income. It's like, what you mean? Seven different businesses doesn't have to be seven different businesses, right? It's just a matter of creating streams of income in different places that are pulling in money and allowing you to make an impact on people in new and different ways, right? Right. It's so, it's so true, right? Like there's such things that I never knew existed until like I met like the hyper rich and I'm like, Mm-hmm. What are you guys doing? Like, how'd you get here? They're like multiple streams of income. Pam. I'm like, okay, well, mm-hmm. walk me your mom's. And they're like affiliate relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm like, the hell is that? And uh, yep. it's like, oh, you know, if you bring me a client, I give you a percentage. Da, 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 and yeah, like, you know, I have a yeah. network, and that's what we exactly. Not a whole what? other business. <laughs> just right, people to other people's businesses. <laughs> exactly, and just like small things like this. But it's like all of a sudden you're making a thousand here, a thousand here. 
at the end of the month, if you have diff- seven different ways that you're making money, it adds yeah. up and you're like, okay, all right. So if one side is down, God forbid, this is the biggest problem in America, right? Yeah. You know, somebody has a full-time job, all uh-huh. of a sudden they get laid off or what have you, and they can't and they pay their bills. So yeah, exactly. Exactly. And that's one of the things that I have really enjoyed about my my whole productivity thing and, and managing my time really well is that I've gotten my coaching business to a 45-hour work month, which gives me so much time to do all these other things. Yep. Create all these other projects, create all these different streams of income, right? And not have to think about you know, if that situation happens, right? Because I've had situations, right? Where clients all of a sudden, like, sorry, I can't pay you this month, right? <laughs> like, wait, what? Right? If that's all you had, then what? Right? Then what? And so it is important that you're you're creating these different streams. So I really encourage all of you that are listening that, you know, if you're hearing this, you're like, oh, real estate flipping, that's not my thing. DM her, okay? DM Pam, reach out to her, get the book and just, See what ideas come from it. Because what's interesting is that if you're paying attention to your intuition, ideas are going to pop up everywhere. And the shoulds are what keep telling us, oh, that's crazy. And then you throw it away. That crazy idea could be part of your seven-figure income. Mm -hmm. And so it's important that we do pay attention to these things. So get her book, listen to that. And then Pam, tell us about your coaching because I want everybody to know that you are a coach, that you do coaching. And you touched on it a little bit at the beginning, but I want to make sure everybody knows like what kind of things, who works with you and what is something that if they're, they're listening and they're thinking, well, you know, I might be interested in a coach. Is Pam the right coach for me? Yes. Thank you so much for that and for that plug-in. Was not yeah. expecting it. Like, thank you. So <laughs> my whole thing is like, you know, anyone who's interested in real estate and is a heart-centered human who just wants more in their lives, right? Yeah. So the way that I take clients through this journey is really like, is what I really did for myself, right? Because I wanted to be in real estate. I really, really wanted to be in real estate. But usually when somebody says that to me, it's something deeper. Something deeper is happening at that point in time. So what I do first is I help people get through clarity sessions and then we go and create a vision after we get that clarity. Then we create an action and I'm like, how are we actually going to make this thing happen? We create metrics and a whole performance schedule and then you get put into a group to be accountable for it so that you can actually make these things happen, Mm -hmm. right? Because I believe if you have the clear vision Mm -hmm. and you have the action steps to get there and the resources, there is, and you then you're held accountable there is no place that you can't go, right? Exactly. The, biggest problem, the biggest problem in society is people don't know what they want. Yep. They get fired with all things. And especially in real estate, this happens where it's like, oh my God, but I can do wholesaling, but I can do something else. I can sell, I can do this. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, let's <laughs> back it up and get really clear on what you want. And like, how yeah. does real estate integrate into your life, right? Yeah. You don't integrate into real estate integrate real, real estate integrates into your life right and most people mm-hmm. are like whoa that happened i'm like yes because otherwise you're gonna try to fit a square into a circle it's not gonna work mm-hmm. you know and yeah. it's not gonna feel in flow you're gonna feel so disconnected and like literally all my friends are like oh my god like i didn't realize and so now they're seeing mm-hmm. ridiculous amounts of success because they're super clear they have their actions that they're accountable and it's not like obstacles don't happen all the time i mean you know yeah. like mindset 
stuff. But really, that's the process that I take people through. And I'm actually launching a group coaching program um, February 1st. And so that'll be good timing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that'll be exactly this where, you know, we get in, we get really clear, we create the action steps. And then, you know, we continue those action steps stay accountable in the group. And then, you know, you're going to have resources like incredible speakers coming in every week to teach you about something. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, no, I didn't even know that, ex- you know, that existed. Like <laughs> super cool stuff because I really just want to help you elevate through real estate and in life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Can't mm-hmm. Success in business without mind, body, and spirit alignment first. Right. So we kind of do a hundred percent. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, guys. So where do they hear about you? Where do they go? I know we're going to put some links into the show notes. So be sure to check there. Um, and then you'll be able to see her her social links so that you can DM her in all the places um, and get your free copy of her book. But where? what's your website? Where do they find you? For sure. So my website's www.pamelabardi.com. And then also you can find me LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, all of the places. And thanks and TikTok. Be there, follow me. Um, I do all kinds of like crazy, fun, awesome stuff. And, you know, let me know how I can help you. Awesome. Well, Pamela, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate you and your time and your story. It's so inspiring. And I know that it is lighting people up everywhere right now. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me, Angela. It's such an honor. Uh, Likewise. And all of you guys, um, be sure to go and check out ProductiveFlow.com and see what we have coming up lately. Um, Be sure to check out my VIP Strategy Day. That is my latest offer. And it's sure to take you from where you're at to where you want to go. And we will talk to you soon. Take care. Thanks for listening. And especially, thank you for sharing the show and leaving a review on iTunes. Every time you share the show, you are potentially changing someone's life. Want to learn more about Productive Flow and connect with other business owners and salespeople on the same journey? Then go join our free Facebook group at ProductiveFlowGroup.com. It's free, and you'll also get access to special content and resources. Now, stay tuned for the next episode of Productive Flow.